Hello and welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Jim Rugg. I'm Ed Piscor. Today we're going to look at DC Comics Presents number 61, Superman and OMAC. Kind of cool, but the reason we're looking at it is George Perez doing the artwork. Uh, recently lost the legend George Perez, rest in peace. So I'm uh, going to spend some time looking at uh, a few of his comics over the next couple of weeks, celebrate some of his large legacy. Uh, before we crack this book open, I want to invite everybody watching to like, follow, and subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe YouTube channel if you haven't done so already. Hit that bell icon next to the subscribe button and you'll be notified when we post a new video. It'll give you a leg up on the kayfabe effect when you see a comic that you like on this channel and want to add to your collection. Uh, if you hit that notification button, you'll be the first one looking for it at your local comic shop, eBay, Amazon, wherever you buy comics. And... Uh, let this video play through till the end. That's the way that YouTube's algorithm shares our content with other comics fans who haven't found Cartoonist Kayfabe yet, and that is how we grow this channel. 60,000 plus at this point. We're looking for 600,000, and we need your help to get there. So let these videos play through, and we will keep the uh, Cartoonist Kayfabe train going. This is a funny uh, comic title, because it might as well be called uh, Superman Team Up. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like Marvel Team Up was out there, and doing... Uh, Doing gangbuster numbers, teaming Spider, like getting a new monthly Spider-Man title on the yes. racks, right? Spider-Man plus somebody, and then it was your your chance to like maybe prop up some some strips that that or some books that weren't doing the greatest or whatever. So you have Ghost Rider in there, or you have the New Mutants who weren't who didn't have the benefits of uh, Bill Sienkiewicz anymore. I have another issue of this for us to look at, and it's the demon is the uh, the other half, and it's Joe Kubert doing art. I, I wonder, like, OMAC, like, like the last time we saw OMAC, was it Kirby? I think Starlin finished out the OMAC somewhere. I feel like there might have been OMAC somewhere else by Starlin, although I, I can't, I don't know why I think that. I might be way off. It might be Kirby as the last one. This may be the next appearance. But I like OMAC a lot. It was yeah. one of my favorite Kirby books to begin with. So I think a kayfaber brought this book to my attention a year or two ago, and I tracked it down mostly because it's it's Perez and it's OMAC. So let's give it a look was my thinking. And it's cool to see OMAC in action, and it's cool to see him next to Superman. It's a, it's a good juxtaposition because it's like, yo, this is fourth world Superman or something. Yeah, different timelines and uh, Murder Mech, <laughs> a killer called Murder Mech. That's a, that's a fun cover. Page one, you start to see the stuff that, that Perez is known for, man, and it, it's that uh, that multitude of line, you know, like he 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 can he can pack in the detail. Yeah, lots of figure works and good heroes, like a superhero artist. So you see a lot going on, even figures in the background, little. Uh, working away and this feels like an homage to OMAC number one mm -hmm. you know OMAC busting in on this factory that's up to no good again in the future the once in future war one of the George Perez things I always think of are these kind of like tall vertical panels a lot of his comics are just packed with detail and, and he does a lot of storytelling in these tall vertical panels which not every cartoonist uses so pretty pretty distinct part of his calling card when he does uh, <clears throat> Kirby Crackle like he does the most maniacal Kirby Crackle this side of Tim Vigil. <laughs> I'm thinking about uh, what's the one EO? Yes. Is it the EO cover man that has has the crazy Tim Vigil stuff? But uh, he gets microscopic with the dots. This is pretty fun too. We talk about like color overlays and stuff. We'll see this effect a couple of times, and it's mostly to denote time travel. Yeah. So this is this robot going back in time to kill Buddy Blank's uh, ancestors. Basically, it's Terminator plot. In, it is. Uh, 
1983, so you know, pretty early on to bring this out. I wonder if uh, was it Harlan Ellison that said Terminator was based on his Outer Limits yeah. story? Yeah, so I, I wonder if he's uh, aware of this one. <laughs> well, I'd say Pablo Marcus, uh, like a co-illustrator. I don't know if that means inker, finisher, or if he even pencils parts of this. I'm not sure how the breakdown works. And Len Len Wein on uh, the writing. I feel like George Perez would would take a page three quarters of the way there and he would have great finishers you know look at the amount of detail the cherry on top you know like for these kind of like just a cityscape thin panels like he packs so much information into them i mean that that's i think that's what what people really responded to they you just didn't see that in in superhero comics and the fact that perez was able to do a couple of books a month and sometimes like more than one team book unbelievable yeah and and have you know ten characters a book you know on on a team, he would draw them all distinctly you know like uh, it would make like the way that he draws Superman makes sense and the way that he draws Robin makes sense for that character, you know it's not the same body. He even kind of makes a team here of these like bad guys that join Murder Mech who shows up in the middle of their robbery that's being stopped by cops and everything and it's like until our time traveling killer robot shows up. And now suddenly these dudes have a new gang leader. First, they try to defy him. Whenever this fails, they uh, they fall in line pretty quickly. And you see him trashing the cops, just throwing the car with one hand. Can we have just a quick interlude about like the, the sort of B-list Remco toys? Uh, because that's all that company was, man, is, was B-list stuff. So you have G.I. Joe, Real American Hero. Let's do Sergeant Rock. You have Masters of the Universe. Let's do DC's Warlord. <laughs> You have LJN, WWF uh, toys. Let's do AWA figures. You know what, man? Those AWA figures I would see everywhere when I was a kid, like in dollar stores and stuff. Now, if you look for like the uh, Road Warriors was, was one of the ones I would always see, see them at flea markets and stuff. They're like several hundred bucks for a pack of the Road Warriors. Big now. money, yeah. And if you're, if you're uh, you know, in the tri- from the tri-state area, the Remco toys, they would always be at the DNK, also known as the Five and Dime. Yeah, I look back on that and I, and I regret not picking those up. Because they were they the were shittiest the figures. You know, like the the, the wrestlers were right. like the He-Man figures. Right. It was it was like the early knockoffs. With with just the one color cardboard back. It would be brown corrugated cardboard back with like some black ink on it. And it, it just looked cheap. And, yes. and it wasn't even easy to bust open the blister packs. Like everything about it felt cheap. And when your parents got you those instead of like mantena or stinkor you felt like your folks didn't love you as much (laughs) (laughs) our first superman shot look at that fisheye lens going on yeah it's real cool pretty awesome kind of bizarre but looks good reads well and this is like comic shorthand right you know that doesn't you're never gonna you couldn't approximate that in real life with any kind of lens but it looks amazing that's a cool thing like George Perez does what he does, man, and he's not really using all that much reference for stuff. Like he's not trying to make buildings look like the actual building. It's comic book buildings, mm-hmm. you know. It's just it's iconography. And yeah, it's like an '80s version of the '60s Marvel uh, co- uh, building. And backgrounds. he and he created that '80s. It's like him and John Byrne really were the the guys. You know, they were running neck and neck. Uh, he like I think that. You know, he's of that early generation. Well, you know, he started off as a uh, assistant to Rich Buckler. I didn't know that. Yeah. And so 
picked up a couple techniques from from rich probably to the point because like he said that buckler like would just have like his morgue file it wasn't photos and stuff it was like kirby panels and shit and then eventually like george perez kind of graduated from that but but i get the impression that like he learned all his draw, drawing chops really from comic books you know as opposed to yeah, i can see that doing classic and, and there's great stuff. like there's lots of these great kind of iconic shots right superman flying right at at your viewer throwing a punch um a lot of full figures too you know it makes for easy understanding of what you're seeing and where this stuff is taking place it really excites dc comics like bringing that marvel kind of energy you know once again it's it's uh perez and and burn who are really responsible for doing that because the work was very static uh if you weren't reading like a bernie wrightson comic or a new adams comic yeah, I always think of Kurt Swan with Superman, and I and there's stuff I like, but it is very static. Yeah. Um, and here's your your robbers now following this this mech wherever wherever old brass bottoms going, so are we. <laughs> Siding with the winners, man. And here's our again color overlay because it's another time traveler. This time Omac is now in Metropolis in the uh, current time. That's so good because that Outer Limits episode like would even have that that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's it's a total effect between the color overlay and also just like the, the starburst around him. It's great. It's comics language. And coming through the hole that, that our murder mech made in the first place. And of course, that means the cops are like, oh, another one of you. It's such a... Was it, was it cliche at the time? Or have we just seen this so many times since 1983 that it's such a cliche? Yeah, that's a good call, man. You know, like these guys, I, it, it might be that sort of thing that happens at Cyclical where... where like, all these guys grew up with the same reference, like, hardcore monoculture. Like, if you and I had 30 channels, they had three, and now they're in a position where they can make stuff. Right. I uh, I always think of Dan Klaus talks about that for structure, where it's like old television. Right. And that's what everybody watched, and it was like, that stuff was just, it was scheduled. That, that, that screenwriter that we worked with described it, scheduling is what she called that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, you have to count very for, precise. yeah, you have to count for the, the commercial breaks, there has to be like a teaser, uh, there has to be uh, cliffhangers for each commercial break, yada, yada, and you know what, that is a good structure for, for issues like it really this, is. man, because, Absolutely. like, doing these Red Room comics, uh, one and done issues, you gotta, you, I look to like television, to good episodic stuff, one-hour bits, Tales from the Crypt episodes, uh, uh, Masters, of, Masters of Horror episodes. Uh, you can't you can't go the wire yeah, with, right. with uh, this kind of. I say that all the time. Like whatever format you're working in, I usually apply it to comic strip guys. But it's the same if you're doing 20 pages of comics in a book each story. Like you start to think that way. You yeah. start to figure out like page 17, like we're we're at the climax. You know, it's. You figure those things out, I think, as you go through it. And somebody like Perez, who's doing a couple of books a month, they'd be down pat. Yeah. Um, love Omac. The reason I got excited for this issue is to see Omac. I think he looks cool. These two images of Superman, really badass. Totally. Cartoonist Kayfabe is brought to you by the comic books that we make in stores right now. Red Room Trigger Warnings, issue one, two, and three are on the stands. Murder on the dark web for fun and profit. Every issue completely self-contained. And you could grab uh, the Anti-Social Network trade paperback, which was uh, 2021's uh, season of Red Room Comics. Jimmy produced Hulk, Grand Design, Monster, and Madness, both in stores right now, where he's taking the entirety of the uh, Incredible Hulk storyline, distilling it down into two 40-page comics, 60 years worth of Incredible Hulk comics uh, in one handy package. 
get them while they're hot. Looking for a new way to enjoy your favorite comics and manga? Comixology Unlimited has you covered. With Comixology Unlimited, you get unlimited access to an unrivaled library of over 40,000 digital comics, manga, and graphic novels featuring content from over 125 publishers and thousands of independent creators from around the world. And if that's not enough, you can also save up to 15% when buying select new and current comics. Try Comixology Unlimited today with a free 30-day trial and then just $5.99 a month afterwards. For details, visit Amazon.com slash Comixology Unlimited or click the link below this video. While we're done paying the bills, let's get back to this video. And of course, you have to have them fight. Got to got to start it off. Like like I I bet every issue of this and every issue of uh, Marvel Team Up, you got to have that page, and and then it becomes a love making session. Yes. <laughs> then you got to have a makeup on the edge of a building. Superman flies him away. I mean that is romantic. Margot Kidder in his arm. I mean Tomac in his arms. <laughs> I love the silhouette too. Like they're standing at the most inappropriate. It's a great way to be like, this dude's not attacking me. If he can't fly, he is not making a move when we're standing on the edge of this building. Yeah, it's almost like Leonardo DiCaprio and that chick on the on the prow of that boat. <laughs> yeah, very similar. Probably this one's a little bit more like that. I could see somebody uh see they're lucky that we're not working in the bullpen with that silhouette right there, man. I might have to do some touch up. They're lucky, yeah, they're lucky I didn't draw on this before this episode just to be funny. <laughs> if I'd have thought of it, Ed, I would have. And now we get the uh, the Jack Kirby OMAC origin, pretty much, summed yeah. up in, you know, a little over, eh, maybe a little bit less than a page, I suppose. Um, but you get your Kirby Crackle, and it is intense. I like that Kirby Crackle. Very hard to do Kirby Crackle, in my experience. Another great silhouette. That's pretty badass. Per Perez is always cool with it, man. Yeah, I guess you have to be. I think you see a lot of it in Crisis. Mm. Makes sense. That's a good effect for his uh, x-ray vision. Good thinking on the colorist. Yeah, absolutely. Congrats, colorist. Gene D'Angelo on colors. Not a name I'm familiar with. John mm. Costanza on lettering, though. A longtime DC letter who I, I do appreciate his lettering. Um, this is a great effect for scanning. They're looking for... This is basically your Terminator it vision. Is. You know, yeah. like you're looking for uh, Buddy Blank's... I don't know, great grandfather or something. And that's what you're seeing is like the robot scanning through this crowd. That's a really good effective visual for uh, not taking up much space, easy to read, and it's some eye candy. And again, seeing like that crowd at the uh, train station, locking in on one of these guys. And of course, Superman arrives just in the nick of time. Mm -hmm. There's a little bit of a... Um, I don't know if MacGuffin is the right word, but there's a little bit of a twist here for uh, who this robot is trying to kill. That's fun. The Luca effect Superman in a very small panel. I feel like usually when you see this, it's in a half panel, like a half splash, because, you know, you're drawing six Supermans. <laughs> that, that in addition to the other six that Perez is drawing here. It's, it's rare that you see it with, like, the full color value on all the figures mm -hmm. because i mean it, that could be confusing yeah do we need to uh go back and undo our compliment to gene d'angelo <laughs> hey man you win some you lose some but you live <laughs> you live to fight another day plastic cables that, that catch superman and send him on his way hard to fathom like doing this like in a month it is and by the way that's that gang that was robbing banks i don't know eight pages ago now has these high-tech like hover robot bike things that's the other thing about perez man he like he he's imaginative and he could build some stuff looks to me like there's a whole blamed army 
That feels like intentional with uh, One Man Army Corps as your, as your uh, second lead here. <laughs> and of course, just in time for him to show up. Look at these heavies, dude. You know he's a bad guy because he doesn't have good dentistry. One of the things that, you, that I, I appreciate in comics is like, dudes in regular clothes, and then you put your superhero in the middle of that. Right. And if you can do both, because I swear there are cartoonists that can't. Absolutely. Like, I mean, see 1990s comics. That's right. That is like, very right. Like zero of those guys. The, the weird crosshatch on suits and stuff. Yeah, they only bothered to do OMAC. Yeah. They, weren't, they weren't copying that background. Um, this pose reminds me a lot of a Rob Liefeld pose. The, yeah, and the you legs know, swinging that way. You know, big big influence. Yes, big influence on uh, Liefeld and and crew. You know, like those those image guys. You know, the same names come up: Burn Perez, Art Adams, Mike Golden. Makes total sense. All very uh, detailed, almost like a second. I don't know, almost like they went high definition or something. You know, from the Silver Age it. to this to this, where it was like just more and more detail. Great action stuff, though. And you see no static shots once the action begins. I was going to point this out, the contrapposto, because oh, yeah. this feels like a Marvel technique to me. You know, if the right arm's forward, then the left leg's forward. Uh, really good twist twist there. And again, trying to figure out, like, no brother I in the past. What's he going to do without that satellite? That's cool lighting. Like, he is not afraid to do that back those back of the legs type shots man we've seen several of those things and because like this this stuff is it's, that's hard to draw like you don't see those muscles often the reference for those is, is kind of like tough to find but but he would still he still would do it kayfabe in the muscles no doubt but it still works yeah everything feels okay there this is nice too we saw the x-ray vision where the color drops out and now the heat vision where we're gonna go red yeah and, and this little underpiece, see, this is the kind of shit that I would really gravitate to a, as a kid, man. Just, like, give me lines. And and this kind of thing, like, it looks so complicated, but when you break it down or you try to do it, it's it's really not. It's just time-consuming. You know, you, you have your grid. Now just fill it in with some shapes. I like this piece too for uh, you know thinking in terms terms of George Perez and what we pointed out we haven't seen this yet yeah so it's one more piece that he's I mean he can draw anything yeah this would be the stuff there would be so much of this like in his Fantastic Four or when you're in like uh, Freedom Tower or whatever almost um you're echoing you're you're rhyming these sequences that's a nice little tip. And more Superman in action. Really good Superman. Really classic looking looking Superman right there. Like they really kept that Superman on model. And and uh, after talking with with Liefeld about Neil Adams, like like I do have some of those Jimmy Olsons with the Neil Adams inks on the cover. And you could tell that like the the marching orders were make this our corporate Superman amongst you know this Jack Kirby stuff. Yeah, it makes sense. The other place that I thought of uh, Neil Adams, Jack Kirby, Superman, there's a Kirby collector, like one of the oversized issues with a wraparound cover of Superman flying. Mm. At least I remember it as wraparound. I'm actually not sure if it is, <laughs> but it's a big Superman and it's and it's Neil Adams over top of Kirby. And this is great. This is the old Ric Flair, Terry Funk. The robot comes out here wanting another round, but he doesn't have it in him. Just collapses. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Falls the Pratt, right on the, his face. The Pratt fall. <laughs> like to imagine George Perez watching a Ric Flair Harley race match. <laughs> I swear to God, there was something on Twitter floating around of uh, Ric Flair do doing that same move like uh, last month. <laughs> That's right. 
I think I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, one more money shot of your uh, your heroes here at the end before they drift away. And what what was going on? This guy that the robot was trying to kill, he had been standing in front of the janitor, who's the actual Norman Blank right. predecessor of OMAC. <laughs> Because he kept saying, like, anytime he gets to talk in this issue, I'm not, that's not me, Arnold Berkowitz. <laughs> TM Maple writing a letter. I've been looking at letters pages. He's He must have had hundreds of letters printed. Popular hack. Yeah, definitely. It's funny that that was a thing. But there's your, your issue. Pretty straightforward. How long is this story if it's done today? Oh, yeah. It's that, a 200-page uh, epic. That's a, that's, yeah, that's it's definitely a, a six issues. Six issues, man, for that one. I like that part about these these comics from like the early '80s is like you can read one, you get a full story. It's, it's a 15 minute read and it's a full story. It's a good exercise, you know. Here's 22 pages. Give me a beginning, middle, and ending. Yeah, exactly right. Good to go. I am. Okay, Fabers, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell. We'll notify you when new vids are available. What's out there, Jim? Hulk Grand Design Monster and Madness is in comic shops everywhere. It's a 60. It's the retelling of the 60 year history of the Incredible Hulk with me. Writing, penciling, inking, coloring, lettering, doing the whole uh, reimagining, but definitely paying homage to many of the great cartoonists that preceded me on the Hulk. And uh, join me on patreon.com slash jimrug. Red Room Trigger Warnings, issue one, two, and three are on the stands as we speak. Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit is the name of the game in Red Room Comics. Uh, you could get them at your local comic shop if it is not one of the ten banned comic stores that uh, do not carry Red Room Comics. Hit my hit up my link tree uh, in the description below. You could order and pre-order Red Room Comics from Fantagraphics or go to my Patreon, patreon.com slash edpiscor. Three bucks get you the archive there. I have more than 200 pages worth of comics up there as we speak. New strips every Tuesday. What else do we have out there, Jimmy? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe e-newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts and merchandise at the links below this video. That's another great way to support the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel. Jimmy, give them those marching orders. We'll be on our way. Read more comics.